Warning, the following program is not for the weak-hearted. Those who are closed-minded, in general, you're scared to learn what's behind closed doors. Here at Sapphire's Airplay, I want you to pour the wine. Grab somebody that you want to hold on to, or better yet, get the vibration stimulated through your body. Get ready for one hell of an orgasm in five, four, three, two. One. What is up all you sexy motherfuckers out there in the moan chat and of course all my folks in the radio podcast world. It's your girl Sapphire, Ms. Sapphire if you're nasty. Yes, again, back at the moan app. If you guys are listening to the show, which is going to be recorded live right now and you're not on the Moan app, y'all need to get with it because I know there's some Moansters in here right now that can agree. It is probably the best, safest space for sex positivity through audio. I see a lot of familiar faces. I see some new faces. And so I don't want to hold up too much of the time with this show intro and just get into it. I don't know about you guys, but I am sick and tired of hearing friends of mine saying, my boyfriend, my girlfriend, my partner won't let me hang out with you because of the fact you're this, you're that. Mostly because of the fact that, you know, I'm a female or maybe I'm bisexual. I've had friends of mine say, my boyfriend won't allow me to hang out with you because you're bi and thinks, you know, you're just going to take advantage of me one night at a time. And I'm like, wait a second. Okay, girl, you're fine and all, but I respect the friendship. I respect boundaries in a relationship. But at the same time in a relationship, I feel like folks get too comfortable to where they allow a partner to navigate who they're allowed to talk to, what they're allowed to do. And it's like, were you not your own person before you stepped into this relationship with somebody? And you know, unless if it's like a dom sub dynamic, even then there are certain rules and protocol to kind of allow to designate, you know, order, trust and boundaries being set. And I think, again, that there are people, you know, even still this day that take that to a full advantage. And it's like, you don't need to do that. I think the only time that you really need to set a boundary when you feel that a friend of your partners is kind of threatening is when in fact they show those signs. Those signs where it's like, you know, their intentions are beyond a friendship. It's more of like a sabotage. And I know we've all been there before. We've all had experiences, whether or not in our own relationships or, you know, witnessing our friends' relationships where somebody's always having the nerve to say, um, you know, if you're going out with your girls, you have to check in with me. You got it, you know, check in with me every hour on the hour. I want to see a proof of life. I've had to take photos you know, with my homegirls like at the club to make sure that there's no boys at the bar. And I'm like, the fuck is this shit? Like, listen, let me have my night out of fun so that I can come home to you tipsy, non-tipsy, suck your dick, rub on some titties, have a good time. Like, I need you to trust me. Trust me to have a good time and trust me that I'm in a relationship with you. So if you are that person, I want to know what are the red flags in your relationship or is it a a totally valid reason to control the, if you will, the guest list when it comes to your partners and their friends. So if anybody would like to step up at any time, please, please, please raise your hand. I'll let you in. We'll do what it do. But honestly, it's just like... It, it, it just doesn't make sense to me. Like, I don't know. Maybe it's because I am in a, a polyamorous relationship, which is, you know, not everybody's cup of tea, but it works for me. But I know that when I'm going out with my friends, 
you know, I am not disrespecting my relationships at all. I'm mindful of my relationships, but I also don't need to feel the need to like text my partner every hour throughout the hangout to let them know what we're doing. Got our first speaker of the night. What up, baby? Hey. Hello, Miss Sapphire. Would you like me to say your name or keep it anonymous for you, boo? Please feel free to say my name. All right. I'm going to say your name. Scarlett. Scarlett, my baby. <laughs> oh, I love, I love you. And Lasha, I hey, see your request. I'm going to bring you up right after Scarlett. So hang tight, okay? So Yeah, and, and I'll definitely be quick. Uh, I know I just posted my own chat and I you came up first for me and I so appreciated you. So I thought I would come up and, and share a little bit about this. This is such a great topic, like, because it's different for everyone, right? Absolutely. Like, yeah, I people have their own standards about what is acceptable in a relationship as a request or a boundary and what borders and teeters on the line of controlling and what is controlling, right? Um, And very similar to you, I'm in an ethically non-monogamous dynamic. There is some power exchange in my dynamic in that I have full agency and control of who I play with and how often I play and all of those things. So this for me in my romantic relationship is not present at all and i don't want it (laughs) to be present like i you know for me my freedom and agency is extremely important it is one of my core values so anybody that's going to come and attempt to limit that for me whether it be a play partner or a friend or it's just not going to happen absolutely And it shouldn't be that way either, because, again, I think that the problem is with a lot of relationships and I'm not trying to like relationship bad, you know, badger anybody because, you know, how you control your relationship is is your business. But when it becomes toxic is when, you know, you say that you trust your partner, but your actions speak otherwise. That's why to me, it's like when people say, oh, I don't allow my, you know, my boyfriend having other girlfriends. And it's like, well, did he have these relationships before y'all got together? Well, yes. But, you know, now that I'm, you know, his main girl in his life, that's all he needs. And I'm like, that's some bullshit. No, that's bullshit. If there is, you know, especially if like, you know, not to cut you off, but especially when the girlfriend and I'm talking about the girlfriend, like the friend, that's the girl, not the partner, especially when the, the girlfriend of, you know, the male partner or even the same couple um, is displaying no, you know, harm or threat. Like they're not saying like, hey, I'm interested or, you know, I, I'm trying to get with your girl and, you know, she's known me the longest or he's known me the longest. So you can't break our bond. Like, yeah, if it's not coming off as a red flag of like, oh, they're trying to sabotage and pull us apart. I think it's fine. I agree with you 100 percent. And I really think that it comes down to security or insecurity. Right. Because I think that individuals who are insecure or have are dealing coping with like internalized shame or, you know, don't believe that they have a core belief that they are lovable, like they will even though that person objectively that that female friend objectively is giving you no reason to be concerned right they are completely above board um we it's amazing how folks can invent reasons or situations and they construe that as something that it isn't and I, you know that has happened to me i remember 
my one of my first relationships, I, I went away to college and my boyfriend at the time was living in California and I was in college in Chicago. And he would call my phone every half hour on the half hour. It was insane. Oh, and hell like, no. <laughs> Oh my God. It, Girl, that's when I'm phone? like, I'm changing the fucking number. I'm sorry. Like, mm-mm. I was 19 years old. I was 18 years old and I didn't know any better. You know, I I didn't understand that what he was doing was completely controlling and like abusive. It was in, like my phone ringtone was Lovin' is what I got by Sublime. <laughs> and my friends would literally be like, I can't even listen to this song anymore because every time your boyfriend calls you, I hear it like seven times. And that was what snapped me out of it. And I was like, oh, no, I can't continue in this. You know, this is crazy. Um, Absolutely. Completely unhealthy. Yeah. I'm glad that you pointed out that it is a form of abuse because people, you know, tend to think that, especially in relationships, that abuse only happens when it's physical and they disregard the fact that mental abuse is abuse at the end of the day when you are purposely manipulating somebody and fucking with their mind now there's two different things like i love my mind being fucked with if it leads into a good sex session you know what i mean fuck with my mind play with my mind and paint me a picture a scenario if you will before we get down and dirty but what you're not gonna do is mind fuck me and thinking that i'm such this horrible person for wanting to spend time outside of my relationship with you know, people that have been my day ones before you stepped in the picture. You know, I had a life before you. Yeah, absolutely. And the people who were in my life before you have just as much value to me now as they did before I met you. Like that's, that is healthy. It, it, when someone starts to limit your circle, in my that is such a red flag for me like especially like i i really believe in abundance i have more than enough love and capacity and time for all of the people in my life and i value them. and when you start telling me that that's not enough uh, well that's a problem for you it's not a me problem it's a you problem absolutely um, but just to just to say to even though i am in this dynamic you know Sapphire were like, I really have this agency. My my partner does have veto power. Okay, I want to make that clear. For those like, out there who don't understand the whole veto power, can you paint a picture for them, please? Yeah, absolutely. So like, for example, if, if I am, like specifically for a sexual relationship, if I am, um, you know, getting to know someone in hopes of developing a sexual connection with them. If I say I'm talking to my cuck about it, or maybe he's looking in, a, in our text messages, when I want to show him, right, we don't go in each other's phones ever. That's a, a boundary for us. And it's a trust thing for us. Now, for other people, that may be healthy to go into other people's phones. But for us, this is what we're comfortable with. So when I'm sharing those things with him, and he says to me, you know, babe, I'm noticing this. This may be a problem. You know, there's there's this character trait about him. I mean, my my fiance is like the best judge of character ever. He's an incredible judge of character. He always turns out to be spot on. And 
I in the past have been a little bit overly trusting. Mm. Um, and I tend to give people the benefit of the doubt during times when I maybe shouldn't, you know? Um, so I have uh, given him, you know, he has this veto power to where if he says to me, I'm really concerned about this and you may see it differently, but I am not okay with this person, you know, being involved with us or being involved with you. And he is firm about it. He has that right to, you know, to veto my decision. Absolutely. Um, I, happens, okay. I, I very rarely, but it does happen. I see where you're coming from on that. And that to me, I don't think is something that should be like a red flag per se. And I'm glad that you also brought up the whole going through the phone because I definitely want to touch upon that because I feel like there's levels to this shit, if you will. Yeah. Okay. There's levels to the shit. So I'm going to tease that. But I want people to put that in the back of their mind for a second and, and think about, you know, the whole going through the phone, social media, emails. I think there's some levels to the shit. But as far as like your veto power, I understand where you're coming from on that. Because, yeah, when you're in a partnership, you know, you got to compromise. I don't give a fuck when people are like, no, don't compromise. Don't settle in your relationships. There's a difference between settling and compromising. Compromising is like, you guys are coming to middle ground. You know, it's not like what I say goes and, you know, everything else that you say is invalid. It's a fact of the matter is that you are trying to come to a point where both of you can, you know, coexist in the relationship whether or not you're living together or you're just in a long-term relationship but living separately at the end of the day I think folks need to recenter their priorities and their you know levels of what they feel comfortable in the relationship and it's okay to compromise and that's why I even say checking in with their partner before shit hits the fan is a good thing like I check in with my partner Every, you know, two weeks we have bi you know, biweekly meetings and checking in and just making sure that we're good in our relationship. And if something did arise, you know, we bring it up right there on the spot. Like, hey, earlier this week you you said or you did something that, you know, it didn't really sit right with me. And maybe I've never really been vocal about it. So here I am. I'm being vocal about it with you now. So, again, these are all preventative measures so that, you know, you can have an, a happy, functioning, loving relationship. And again, coming to the whole, you know, topic at hand saying, you got no business telling me who I can hang out with. Now I can understand if I have a friend, you know, we've all had stages of friends where maybe you have the friend that's like the party girl or the party person, the go-to. And maybe you know, the party needs to to shut down after a certain age. You know what I mean? Like we can't go as hard as we used to in our twenties, the way in our thirties and probably in our forties. I'm, I'm about to turn 33 on the 22nd. And I went out last night and I know my boundaries. Like I can't do regular clubs, but I'll go to a bar. You know, I can't be that ratchet chick in the club trying to take shots off of everybody, you know, body and still try to respect the fact that I do have a relationship regardless of, you know, again, being polyamorous or not. I still have to be mindful like, okay, if I'm out with my partner and I came with my partner, how I act at the social setting is going to be a reflection of my partner regardless of Mm. it, you know? 
I'm oh, you're gonna be a reflection of yourself with your partner. When you go out with your partner, you are a reflection. You are a reflection of yourself, but also the person that you came with. Okay. Do you guys understand where I'm coming from? It's like if you're getting drunk, pissy, pissed ass drunk, can't lift yourself up from the bar throwing up all over the place and your partner is trying to hold the shit together like what does that say like damn is this every week like every fucking week we got to deal with these folks you know coming in in at the bar going out with them like we can't go out with this couple because they're fucking messy or the couple that's always fighting like you always you, you see a couple out and it's like they can't even go out and have a good time because they leave fighting or they arrive to the party or the setting fighting like that shit is not cool. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that always, for me, it, it it's in a it's a tough position, right? Because it's like, oftentimes with friends with couples, you know, it may be me as the the, the female partner. I'm closer to the female partner who is either the messy one or not the messy one. And so, you know, my friend's like, "Hey, uh, you want to talk to her? Because every time we we take around." Her, it's drama or it's a mess and you know either this is your primary friendship I'm not going to say anything he kind of leaves it incumbent upon me and then I have to make a decision am I going to decide to call her into this and say hey you know I'm a little concerned every time we go out you're drinking a bottle of Tito's you know or am I going to decide that that's not something that I want to do and just step away from the friendship you know absolutely um, and so there's so many ways to handle it but everybody has that that threshold and it's it's challenging uh to navigate this you know and because it's just like you if you were like me and you kind of give people the benefit of the doubt uh and you've had that tendency to do that it's really good to have a partner that is a little bit more objective and you know can call you into saying hey this is this friendship isn't really working out i've had friendships where you know uh i've had younger friends who maybe aren't where they we are in life and every time they come to the house we're supplying the booze we're mm-hmm. cooking you know they're they're raiding my pantry <laughs> and it's like and i am yeah, yeah. that's at that point like i said you got that's when you start controlling that guest list you know what i mean right. so mistress scarlet it's always a pleasure to connect with you um i'm gonna drop you, you down so much of love. course yeah. stick around you know if you want to pop back up something pops up lasha welcome hey babe long time no talk oh my god okay i know this lasha okay what's up beautiful <laughs> hello hello Tis I, there aren't many like me, so. (laughs) Well, before we get into you, let me reset the room real quick. Everybody, welcome to my moan chat. We are talking about, you got no business, talking about the red flags. Is it a red flag or is it a valid reason as to why you feel the need to control your partner's friends? Who is allowed in the guest room, in your guest list, your VIP list, if you will. So if this is a thing, if it's not a thing, let's discuss why it's not. So Lasha, where do you stand on this? There is so much to unpack here. It's not even funny. Um, I have been on every end of the spectrum known to man. So I have been... You got folks crying crying, laughing in the chat. (laughs) So that only means... (laughs) 
I have been on every end of the spectrum. I have been the one that the girlfriend has been like, you can't talk to her anymore. <laughs> and I've been the one who has had the boyfriend that's like, nah, you need to ditch that dude. You can't be with that person anymore. And I've also been the one who's been like, nah, this bitch has got to go. <laughs> okay, so. let me play devil's advocate. Because let me just say, as somebody, you've known my partners, okay? We've uh-huh. been to the same sex party atmosphere, you know, and folks on this moan chat think that they don't understand how I don't always play at these parties, by the way. Lachie, you've seen me in action, girl, and you know me. I'm selective. I'm selective. I like to watch and have a good girl, time. Girl, selective as hell. That's how we met you were talking about my ass. Yes. <laughs> I, I Listen, if I see booty and, I, and it looks good and juicy, I'm going to go up to that booty and say, listen, you got a delicious ass. Well, I might say it like more in a consensual manner, but you got tacked. Yes, I got tacked. You know, I got some, I got some little liners in the bag. But um, okay, let's focus back onto this. So, I so never. I, I'm just gonna say, like, I never understood when women are like, "You can't talk with her." Like, you're not allowed. I don't understand that. Why do we feel so threatened? So- the, the reason why I have done this and because and I come at it from a different perspective as I really hate the term couples privilege and, I, and mm. sometimes I really hate like the veto part of it. But when someone is actively trying to put a wedge in your relationship or when they are a male or female, whomever it is on the outside is actively trying to put some sort of wedge in the middle of your relationship or your partner is not nurturing the relationship the way that they're supposed to. You know, there's a lot. And when I say a lot to unpack, there's a lot going on 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 all sides. You know, is my partner feeling appreciated enough or are they secure enough in our relationship to where they can actually come to me with those concerns about said, you know, friend that I have, or is my friend able to communicate with me like why they have a partner, a problem with my partner, you know, those kind of things like really contribute to why there's those issues at hand. And sometimes our partners aren't doing the best with, you know, communication between opposite ends of the spectrum with their partner and with their friend or the, the other person. So there, there's a whole, again, a lot to unpack in that situation. So let me ask you this. As somebody, you know, again, we're all sex positive in this community. I would hope that we don't, you know, kink shame, slut shame. And like you said, the relationship privilege thing. I too do not like it, especially, you know, being polyamorous and where people think that there's like a relationship hierarchy. I don't really like to say a, a hierarchy as... Um, instead, I like to say that it's a, a level of love. I feel that there are levels of love that people can be in in these relationships where, you know, the love is mutual, but there's also like I have my live in you know, my life partner. Then I have my girlfriend who, you know, I love her, but I do I see myself walking down the aisle with her? Probably not, because that's just not, you know, where we're at in life. But at the same time, it's like, you know, there's also, you know, bringing it back to the relationship rules and and all that. It's like, again, when you are in these like party settings in the swinger atmosphere and then you Mm -hmm. have the partner who you could clearly tell is literally there at the party only to monitor and to control who the fuck their partner is allowed to bang 
it's like, do you not have a say of your own body of who uh, you're allowed to play with? Because I have definitely seen where I'm like, okay, well, girl, are you into this? Or are you doing this because your man wanted you to do this? Yes. And vice that, versa. Yeah. You got the mm-hmm. girls who are like just putting their man on display. Now, mind you, I like to put my man's ass out there all the time. I tell people, you've been with my man before. I'm like, go at it. Go have sex with him. I don't control my man's dick. Okay. <laughs> have you seen the one I've had? I So I haven't had that happen to me, but I've had the ones where the women are commanding the entire room and then the man decides he's interested in me and the woman stops dead in her tracks and is like, no, Mm -hmm. you can't fuck her. Mm -hmm. I've had that so many times. I can't even begin. It's, it's, and that's bothersome to me because I'm like, why, what, what's the problem? Right. You got like 16 men over there in that corner with you. But now I'm the problem. That part. Or my favorite, one time I was invited to have a nice three-way with this lovely couple who I thought was down, you know? I thought that they did their negotiations. They, you know, plotted out what, you know, was going to be done. Let me tell y'all, this couple literally fought over the pussy. I'm (laughs) butt-ass naked, ready to get fucked by whoever. And this couple is fighting over my pussy. (laughs) And then I find out that the girl was actually not really into women. Y'all, it... Wait, 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 This is what I'm talking about. This is what I'm talking about. When you got these red flags and you, again, controlling the guest list, how are you going to invite and like... Anybody who's on my profile, by the way, there's a little glitch. So if you click on my name, it's I am not Starfire or whatever the name is popping up. <laughs> Kale, Kale of the app is already fixing it. Don't worry, that's not me. Just look up Ms. Uh, oh, Ms. Sapphire that, or that, Megan Sapphire. Is that who Kale is down there? He's, yes. he's the app owner. Oh, hi, Kale. <laughs> he is the daddy of the app, the Mac Daddy. Hey, Daddy. <laughs> and um, so, yeah. This couple fought over the pussy and then comes to find out she literally at one point just reached her breaking point. She's like, I'm not even into women. You wanted this. Y'all wanted this. We were doing this to fix ourselves. And I'm like, okay, so now let me put on my Dr. Ruth. Let me help this couple. You know, I felt like fix Ayana, not fix my life, fix my sex, fix my sex life. No, that is not you. You are not paid enough. No, honey, honey. I was trying to have a good time, but listen, I like when people fight over the pussy when there's actual like action over the pussy. Like it's fine when someone's like, oh, I want to eat her pussy first. No, 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 no. You eat her pussy first. I'll watch. How about we just do it together? Fight over that way, but don't fight over the fact that clearly. Let's do it together. Right. But don't fight over the fact that someone clearly, clearly is doing this just to please another partner. That's also not the way it goes. That's not the way it goes. It's demoralizing. It's disrespectful. And it, it really does bring down your self-esteem in a way, too, sometimes. Yes. Because you're like, well, why am I even here? That part. Let me paint you another fo- um, another picture. A couple years ago, um, I went to a 4th of July pool party. 
I was shit faced. But still, you know, I was shit faced, but I was still coherent. You know what I mean, y'all? Like you, you're shit faced, but you're yeah, able you weren't to totally consent. blacked out yet. Yeah, I was able to consent, you know, to the actions that were happening. So there's this fine looking dime piece in the jacuzzi. She's eye fucking me. I'm eye fucking her. I look to my partners just to make sure, you know, hey, if something happens, are you cool with it? Is that okay? See, there, there's a difference. I'm not asking permission per se to play. I'm asking permission like, hey, if something happens to, between us, is this OK? Because we have mm-hmm. talked about these, you know, these things before we go to. You're checking seven. in. Yes. So, you know, I got the look like, hey, absolutely. And hey, if she's down, like, we'll come join you. And I'm like, absolutely. We can we can do this. This is called good communication. Go over to the dime piece. She's like, oh, my God, you are fucking hot. I just want to make out with you. I was like, "Okay, cool. Like, sure. Hi. Let's exchange names first and then we can make out. But cool. And what I noticed in the corner of my eye as I'm making out with her, there's a guy awkwardly sitting outside of the jacuzzi. And it looks like I told him Santa Claus is not real. (gasps) No. Apparently, the guy didn't realize his girlfriend was bisexual. (gasps) Didn't realize that his girlfriend also, they did not establish like, hey, this is okay for you to be doing. We need a sad face emoji in here. (laughs) Kale. Kale. That close crying emoji. Oh Lord. I'm just I'm just telling y'all, like so this man is literally sitting in the corner and he just looks like he's about to cry or he's about to throw his beer bottle at me and start World War fucking three. All right. Cannot make this shit up. So all of a sudden, he he like yells out her name. Get out of the fucking jacuzzi. Get out of the spa. What the fuck? What the fuck? I almost said her name. What the fuck are you doing? Like in the party. Mind you, there's like 50, 60 people at this party. So this man is yelling as if like, was, you know, somebody was had to chocolate him. silks party? No, 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 no. You know oh, that okay. would not, you know that would not fly at her party. <laughs> you know damn well if somebody starts raising their voice, she's gonna raise her voice and say, get the fuck out. Mm, so this mm-hmm. is not a, this wasn't even a lifestyle party to begin with. This is just a bunch of college kids. We're playing beer pong, we're drinking, we're smoking, we're trying to have a good time. We're trying to celebrate, you know, just the fourth of July. Fuck, we're just See, this is what I mean by taking care of your partner, you know? That having these real conversations. So all of a sudden it gets worse. You know, they go to the pool hall, you hear screaming, and she's like, you know what? Fuck this. <laughs> fuck this. You know what the fuck you were getting into. We don't just have three ways just because, you know, it's all for you. Like, I fucking love women. And if you can't handle it, then fuck it. I'm leaving. That girl is fucking hot. And she fucking wanted me and I fucking wanted her. And I'm like, <laughs> okay, am I in a situation? Like, I felt like I was in a real life taping of Maury, Jerry Springer, and, and, and the Wilcos guy. Like, all in one. I was like, what the fuck <laughs> is going on? We're just trying to have a good time. But again, here we go fighting over the pussy because you don't you again let's say the word you got no business telling me who the fuck I want to hook up with what you do have the business of however is checking in before you go to a party 
knowing that your girl, guy, you know, your partner, if they're non-binary, like whoever you came with is comfortable and cool with your actions. I feel like I need a smoke break after that one. Communication, man. (laughs) Communication is lacking so much in relationships. It's not even funny. And especially when it comes to polyamorous relationships. I mean, monogamous relationships definitely have their issues too. But when it comes to like super, like when it comes to relationships that are, I want to say like intermediate to expert level then you need copious amounts of communication and not just your regular standard communication like let's get out our calendars and and figure out like who's dating who what night you need some serious communication especially when you're crossing into like are you poly and so are you poly and a swinger because those two worlds exist so are you poly and a swinger are you also monogamous i mean are you also straight are you like sexual? Like, there's so much that's involved there. So are you going to continue to have extra extra relationships that are platonic on the edge of that? And there's so much, and there's no one really doing it. You know, there's <laughs> absolutely. You know what? I want to hear from one of our fellas. Like some castaway, if you yes. want to pop up, like can one of the fellas pop up? Because I love hearing from the females, but I also want to hear from the males too. Because again, I made this man hurt. I, I caused a breakup and apparently four years later, last Halloween, I, again, was so shit faced. I didn't realize the person I was talking to was the same girl from the party who also had that boyfriend still. So it's beyond me. It's beyond me, y'all. <laughs> and again, I guess they're now broken up again because I went out with the same crowd the other night and now they're not together anymore. So I'm just like, figure your shit this out. Is- divorces coming up and everything this is why people get divorced too come on again it's like do you really know who you're getting into relationships with because like it it blows my fucking mind like not to get political but look at the amount of breakups that happen during the clown candidacy i don't know where people (laughs) stand you know, politically, I'm not trying to talk politics. So I'm just saying during that that certain era before COVID. Just, just during the apocalypse. Yeah, during the apocalypse. Let's keep it 100. Some people were divorcing their partners because they didn't even know who they were politically tied to. Yeah. And I'm in the back of my mind of reading this in the news saying, how the fuck do you not know who's entering your body? Okay. Girl, like, it's easy. I didn't even know who my friends were. People I've known for like 25 years, people I've been clubbing with for like 20, some people I've raised children with. Yes. I didn't even know. And it's that I've considered like my best friend, you know, like you don't, sometimes you just don't talk about those things. It really sucks. But it also makes me wonder, like, why are we so afraid of transparency? I love transparency in any form of relationships that I have. Like, I want my relationships with anybody. I don't care if we're fucking, we're just friends. I need my, my transpe, I need my glass completely, (laughs) completely crystal clear. Like so clear, you know, when you're completely hydrated, right? Like, think about it like the Windex commercials back in the day. You're walking through that motherfucking screen or that that glass door because it was so fucking clear. That's what I need my relationships to be on all levels. I need it so fucking crystal clear that I can see right fucking through. Mm -hmm. Because I don't have the time. I don't have the mental capacity. And we're too fucking old. That part. I don't have time for the drama. If I wanted you know, high school, middle school drama, I'd go back to fucking middle school, high school drama. 
but that's not where I am in life right now. I need mm-hmm. people to be on the same level of transparency and bluntness. And I'm a very blunt person. Anybody yeah. who knows me personally, I'm a very blunt person. I tell it like it is. You know, if I don't like a certain person, I'm gonna let you know right there. Like, there's something about you I'm not really feeling. Yeah. You know, and that's that. Well, I'm gonna let you get let one of the mans up here. Yes, please. Have some talk. I gotta get over to BIPOC right now. And, um, yes, but I, I will be here. I like this. This is like, this is like the new what? This is like the new spot for like sex positive. Yes, this is this, like another. Uh, this is the new clubhouse experience. Yes, thank you. That was the name I was trying to come up with, but my old lady brain was like fucking with me. <laughs> this so. is the classy. This is the classy, sexy, raunchy version. Because I hate. I mean, I love clubhouse for what it was for but this is better I I can't fuck around over there this is where it's at this is where it's at so again thank you Lasha of course anytime but like I said I feel like personally as we've been talking about it through this entire time it's just I feel that we are not being our truthful selves sometimes when it comes to our relationships and again if all you're doing is people pleasing in your relationship, is it really a relationship or is it just a selfish way to make yourself feel consent, uh, content? And are you settling? Like, I need folks to stop settling. So again, what are your red flags in your relationship? Are you allowed to be friends with the opposite sex? Welcome, Mr. Steele. I don't want to say your full name, but Steele, welcome to the chat. If you would like to step up, I really want to hear from a man. I would love to get the male perspective. Like, are there men in the chat right now that feel threatened when their girl wants to go out? Or if you're dating, you know, same sex, do you have restrictions where, you know, your partner cannot go to the gay bars, to the gay scene? I was in a lesbian relationship for two years and my toxic ex cunt I call her an ex-cunt because, you know, she was not the greatest. She did not respect the fact that I was bisexual and I see somebody crying with it and enjoy. But no, she was really a cunt, y'all. Like, she did not respect the fact that I was bisexual, but also that I was, at the time, monogamous. Monogamy is not for me now, and it really wasn't back then, but I'm also an honest, decent person, and I'm not just going to go out and creep. Like, that's not what it is. And I like to, you know work on things before I completely let go but I had to let go because as a radio personality and I was in my 20s at the time I was working for Playboy she could not grasp the fact that she was dating somebody who was a product of sex she could not fathom the fact that I had fans you know that said certain things but at the same time I'm like I'm not gonna go out and just because they said oh you you look good and oh I'd love to take you on a date I'm not gonna go on a date with somebody I never met plus I'm in a relationship I'm with you you get to take home the product you get to take home the the thing that somebody desires and I even put it in a perspective where I was like if I was an actress and not a radio personality for a pornographic company would you feel the same way if I'm doing a a scene and I have to kiss you know my on-screen partner and she's like yeah and I was like it's a job I'm not going home with them at the end of the day it's a fucking job and she was you know a law student I'm like I'm not telling you as a law student like you got to stop because you know I barely see you 
I'm not putting restrictions on who you hang out with and who you have study dates with. Like, I know how study dates can go. Sometimes you get a little horny with your study buddy, study buddy, and things happen. But I trust you enough that you wouldn't do that. So why can't you trust me? So that was a big thing. And it's like now, you know, as I've gotten older and I've gotten into relationships that are 10 times better where they don't feel threatened by what I do, you know, yeah, it's not easy being a radio personality and dating because everybody thinks all they're going to do is talk and air out the dirty laundry. But I respect my partners and their boundaries. So I would only want somebody to do the same thing in return. So again, if somebody else would like to step up to the stage, maybe Scarlett, if you want to come back, um, I would love to hear other people's perspectives on this because I feel that, again, this is such a common thing, but again, I feel people are almost scared to like, just say like, Hey, I was that person. I didn't feel comfortable that my partner was talking to their ex. That's another thing. If your partner is still friends with their ex and you know, damn well that it's clearly there's nothing sexual going on. Why do folks feel so threatened by the ex especially if there's no kids involved I feel like especially if there's no like money issues like it literally was a clean break and they clearly just said you know what we're better off as friends and I respect the relationship that you're bringing into now and you know I hope that we can still maintain this friendship maybe be friends together I feel like if there's no threat no harm no foul but yet there are people who feel the need that they have to control the fact like oh no you can't talk to your ex you can't have you know if your ex got you like a playstation you can't have that playstation i've had a friend literally break her man's xbox because her ex his ex got it for him and she went out and spent more money to buy an xbox so she could say only you could play with the xbox that i bought you i'm like what kind of bullshit is is this like (laughs) Why would you break something to only shelve out more money? Like Xboxes are not cheap. And why it's like, it's just, it's it's a video game system. The X is not coming out of the, the fucking gaming system and sucking your man's dick. It's a gaming system. It's gone. What up, baby? True seeker. Can you hear me? Hello. Hello. Hi, how are you? I'm good. Welcome. I've seen you pop into my chats before. We've been in spaces before, but I don't think we've formally met. So welcome. No, we haven't. Welcome. Let me start out by saying nothing was more flattering than to see you following me after listening to one of your chats. I was just beyond flattered by that. So I have to start out by saying that this is the first opportunity to talk. Um, But secondly, you know, a lot of the anxiety that you're describing, first of all, um, the profile of the um, anxious uh, partner who felt threatened by anything and everything, that certainly was me years ago. But until a friend explained to me that, you know, you're loving like this, and the uh, optics that they used was a closed fist. You're trying to hold on to love. Mm. And she said, you need to love like this with an open hand. And if somebody wants to be there, They'll be there. If they want to leave, you have to let them leave. So even if there's a threat of rekindling something with an ex, loving with an open hand has to allow for that because if that person doesn't want to be with you, then that's really what the universe is dictating. 
So you don't want to have a love that requires that you have a closed fist and you're holding on to it. And that changed my perspective a hundred degrees, 180 degrees. Uh, and now after hearing that and really internalizing it, I love like this and there's no way I could ever be threatened by an ex or someone flirting with the partner, anything. It just would not matter to me because I'm loving with an open hand and that person wants to stay, they will stay. If they want to leave, they want to cheat, that's going to happen too. And I'm, I'm going to live with that because I'm not going to live a life of uh, a partnership that is rooted in anxiety and fear. Just can't. I love, thank, thank you so much, True Seeker. Um, first of all, I really love this perspective that you're bringing to the table. And, you know, for being the man to, to come up to the plate on it. Thank you. Thank you. Because seriously, um, you do have to love with an open fit, uh, an open hand than a fist. A fist. I think right. it's extremely toxic, especially when you bring in that extra baggage into your next relationship and you didn't get that resolution from the previous, it's like, you got to let go. And I feel that's a problem that folks just do not know how to let go and, and realize that their next relationship is not necessarily a reflection of the last relationship. This is a brand new chapter, a way to reinvent yourself. You know, that's why I try to tell people, give yourself some, he some healing time to you know, be single for a bit to know what the fuck you want and know the mistakes that you've made in the past. You know what I mean? Right. And give yourself that time to heal and reprocess and say, you know what? I didn't like that person that I was in the relationship. I'm going to go find somebody and manifest that person. And you can build the perfect partner. Okay. I don't care what people say. You really can. Because if you are in love with somebody or you are facing that like, you know, that stage where you're like, oh my God, I really can't imagine life without them. You are willing to fight for a relationship. I see somebody raising like a, a, a little chin, whoever that was, please come, come up to the table because you really can build the perfect partner and nothing in life is perfect, but I'm talking about perfect for you, perfect for each other. I'm not saying in general, like, like generalizing the whole perfect partner. But True Seeker, if you want to come back, um, I don't know if you stepped down with purpose, but you can. But um, you really can manifest the perfect partner for you and what works for you. But you have to work on yourself first. And again, if it means like going to therapy and fixing, you know, the baggage from a previous relationship, trying to figure out like, hey, you know, maybe like True Seeker said, he was that person that, you know, brought the red flags in of not allowing partners to do certain things. Maybe a self-reflection time of like, maybe I should loosen the reins and let my partner be the person that they want to be. Especially if it's like they chose you. They want to be with you. So trust them. If somebody's willing to spend time with you and you're, you know, you're having a good time. Why is it what they do with other people jeopardizing what you have with them? And again, unless if they are hanging out with people who are purposely sabotaging, sabotaging the relationship that you've worked hard on, no one should actually influence your partnership with somebody. Just like your partner shouldn't be influencing and controlling the situation of who you can be with, what you can do and how you're going to do it. 
it comes back to the compromise. It comes to the honest communication, the openness, the transparency, the checking in. You guys got to know who the fuck you're dating because otherwise, what are you doing? Why? Because they're a hot piece of ass. But okay, looks come and go. Welcome back, Miss Scarlett. Thank you so much for inviting me back up. I I really love hearing from Truth Seeker there. I think that, you know, it, it takes a lot of courage to be willing to admit that, you know, what we what we think of as love, right, and the way that love is expressed, I think sometimes we can conflate love with jealousy or with that desire to hold on, right, and and those kind of possessive behaviors. And I think naming that and talking about that process from going to love with that closed fist to the open fist, I loved that. Like, I don't, I don't know if he's with us, but I just wanted to highlight how beautiful that was. And, and what you're sharing on now made me, reminded me of something that Dan Savage has talked about that's really resonated with me. And I just wanted to share it with you. Have Please. you ever heard of um, the the concept of price of admission in relationships? Absolutely. Yes. I think that is really what we are talking about here, right? We all have a price of admission when it comes to being in relationship. Those things about your partner that are not going to change, that are part of their personality or their orientation, for me, a price of admission to be in relationship with me is that I am non-monogamous. You know, that's that is not going to change. Uh, it is something that my partner has to have a desire for, or enjoy, or be able to celebrate, and um, you know, receive the gifts of, of that. So that's the price of admission. But it, it can be something as simple as my partner is not as fucking tidy as I am. You know. <laughs> Uh, and he can be a bit slovenly and how, you know, those are the things that cause problems in relationships. And the thing that always I, I tell myself is, okay, so I can make a choice here. Like I can choose to be upset and to bring this up. And sometimes that's the right choice to make or you know, I was given two fucking hands. I'll fucking do the dishes myself. <laughs> and then I'm empowering myself to make a decision that it doesn't lead to conflict in my relationship. Because the price of admission that I pay to be in relationship with him is knowing he is not as clean as me. Like, and that is, that is just kind of a standstill truth in our relationship. So I just wanted to share that for your listeners who maybe haven't heard of price of admission. What has your experience been with that? Absolutely. Um, I've had, you know, certain things where, again, when I was still monogamous, for not forcefully, but just like I was not happy, um, you know, right. I had to give up a bit of my identity, which wasn't healthy because people started noticing a change in my behavior. You know, they were like, you're usually so more outgoing and speaking for yourself. And now you have this girl talking for you. And even like your show content was almost going a little, you know, on the mild side, which was not me. It was getting so bad where my producer at the time had to take my phone away because she would purposely text me during a show, you know, like, oh, how dare you, you know, 
talk phone sex with this guy or you know how why is this girl showing her boobs this is radio like you know just outlandish things and I'm like at the same time again I was a product you know I was a product in Mm. entertainment still am but also I'm not dating this person anymore you know the partners that I do have now they support me 100% and no you know there's Sapphire and then there's Megan you know we're we're both the same and yes I can buy my name Megan Sapphire you know for radio but there are two different people you know Sapphire is for the people y'all are getting Sapphire right now Megan she's laid back chill you know likes to stay home I don't always like to go out you know I'll go out when it's with purpose but also I'm laid back as fuck like I don't care you know as long as you don't fuck with me I don't fuck with you you know it's good vibes all around I will talk to you sometimes you know people feel like they have to bear their soul to me and I will absolutely listen with open heart open mind but a lot of people also take that as a way of oh you're flirting with the person because I've dealt with you know people that I didn't necessarily go into relationships with but definitely started like a dating you know level with and they didn't like the way that I would just chat with folks and make feel you know folks feel good about themselves they're like well how dare you give them attention and I'm not getting the same attention and I'm like it's it's not about that it's not about that like do you trust me or you know do you trust me or not that's really what it comes down to I see some new folks in the room oh my goodness welcome Mark welcome Dom if you guys want to pop up again we're talking about you know levels guest lists red flags Scarlet it's always a pleasure um so if anybody wants like to jump on I'm going to be wrapping up soon so I would definitely like to hear some more from the fellas especially the fellas out there that have dealt with women who didn't understand why you have girlfriends not girlfriend but girlfriends chicks that you hang out with just to have a good time or even you know you want to have your boys night and they got threatened by the fact that you want to go out and have a guy's night but still come home to your your partner and love up on them you know my only thing in my polyamorous relationships that I ask of my partner is that when he goes on dates you know I would like him to respectfully take a shower after his date then come back kiss me he knows the deal and that's not a that's the only thing I'm not jealous of who he's with if he wants to tell me details he can he knows I love it I I love to get off you know knowing that my man please somebody else but I'm also not going to control him to be like you know we're polyamorous but I pick the girl that you can be with no he can go out and do his phone fucking thing so if anybody would like to chat Please, please, please come front. Raise your hand. Dom, I might just pull, pick you up from the crowd because, you know, I, I'm just, I just love your voice. I'm a sucker for your voice. Fuck it, I'm going to do it. Hello there, beautiful. Mm. Speak again, please. Well, hello there, beautiful. Mm. I love when you do it. Hey, how are you? Welcome, welcome. I'm good. Thank you for having <laughs> me. <laughs> I'll just, oh my God. Everybody who is just new to the chat, Simone, Dom and I have this like there's a lot of sexual tension. Who Oh, there definitely is. There there's some sexual tension. I'm just gonna say that outright. Like my bio does not lie. Even though right now you cannot see my proper bio, they're gonna fix it. 
Um, if you find Megan Sapphire, Ms. Sapphire on this app, you'll see on my profile. I do oh, say, yeah, no, I do see a star C. <laughs> yes, I don't know who that person is, but I'll just say my regular Moan profile does say that I am 90% lesbian, 10% bisexual, which means, you know, fellas, you do have a 10% chance to get me wet. Dom I'm part is already, of the lucky few. He is part of the lucky flu, uh, few. The flu. Look at me. Mm. Jumping I'm on my sick words. with it though, baby. <laughs> Let, <laughs> before before I get too tongue tied and twisted, give it to me. Well, I did come in uh, just a few minutes ago. I was on a call with somebody, um, but I just want to really ask you to just reiterate what the initial question is. The question no way I can't is articulate myself correctly. What type of friendships are allowed in your relationships? And do you feel the need that you have to control, per se, the guest list of your partners? Oh, absolutely not. Um, for me, I'm, I'm in a monogamous relationship now, but I guess we're working towards being poly, right? So it's a journey, but I've always been a strong believer of... The people that you have in your life before me are always going to be in your life before me. So I never want to dictate who can be here, who cannot, because we aren't necessarily bound to each other. If, you know, we're dating, um, if you're married, it's a little bit different. But even even still, I think the ultimate respect that you can give someone is like, I'm going to give you space to have some things for you. Like, even though we're tied together, even though we're choosing to be together, I don't need to be involved in, in everything. So, I mean, the type of person I am, my wife can have a male or female friend that is completely sexual, platonic, romantic, whatever the case may be. If there's something that she's craving that I can't provide, I would much rather her get it from someone that she can get it from. And that helps build our trust and our bond. So I, I personally don't think that being the gatekeeper or, or the bouncer of your lovers or partner's guest list is healthy. I am with you on that. One thousand percent. And right. I, I'm glad that you as a brother speaking about this, because, again, I wanted to hear a lot from the men. I, I was hearing from women earlier, and thank you to all the females in the room that have spoken out because your points have been valid as hell. Um, but also, it is very interesting when you hear a man, you know, for this and say, yeah, it's not right. Because most of the time, you know, a lot of it comes from a man feeling threatened that his female is getting attention elsewhere. Right. And to me, that just kind of speaks to the insecurities I would have as a man. If I feel that another man has the capability of taking my woman, she was never really my woman in the first place. That's just my personal opinion. Um, I feel like if you are not confident in yourself, your woman will not be confident in you. She might believe in you. But she might not be confident in you. So I do think that there's a lot of accountability that goes there. But also, if if I have that supreme confidence, which I myself do, I don't care how big your dick is. I don't care how much money you have. You can't provide my woman with the things that I provide her. 
that are not materialistic or that are not uh, situational or momentary. So there's a much deeper connection that I hold as my trump card. <laughs> and, you know, that's just going to it's just going to make things so much more difficult for you. So earlier I made a comment and somebody put a side eye to this and I want to ask you this. Do you mm. think that you can, per se, manifest the perfect partner when it comes to your relationships? And by saying that is, you know, clearly you and your partner, your wife are working. You you have worked together. How long have you guys been married for? Uh, we've been married eight years. Okay, so ten. you're talking about eight years of work. Working on yourself, work, she's been working on herself, and then you guys have been working together. Y'all have been manifesting eight beautiful years to be the perfect partners to each other. Do you agree right. with me on that? I, I think that I, I do agree with you on that because for me, I feel like I did all of my manifestation work before I met her. Mm. Right? If I didn't go through the things that I went through before I met her, I don't think I would still be with her. I don't think I would have married her. She would have wanted to marry me because I was extremely toxic when I was younger. But I was toxic in a gentlemanly type of way, if that makes sense. So I wasn't trying to be your man, but I was trying to fuck you. I was trying to fuck the shit out of you. That <laughs> way you wanted it. me to be around, yeah. even if you had your man. You know what I'm saying? So I always that. But see, that's the that's the dark side in me that's where the your god like comes from because like i'm very competitive um i guess you could say borderline obsessive with certain things Listen, but i try I, to use that in the most positive way you can be obsessive you can be a little overprotective over this pussy as long as i know at the end of the day if somebody was to come and fuck up my shit i want to god i want the god of my relationship to come and fight for me because that's how oh, i know yeah. like you are down okay if oh, somebody yeah. was fucking up my relationship and sabotaging it i want you to make sure that oh, they gotta pay yes without a doubt protect the queen and keep and depending on how much you hate them determines how far we take it. That part. You now, know what I mean? You said you and your wife are working your way into polyamory. Um, is it going to be a both-sided polyamorous relationship that you guys are going to be working on? Or is it going to be one-sided polyamory where you're going to be the polyamorous part and she's going to be, you know, the ever-so-loving, supportive wife who may or may not jump in to your escapades um no uh for me personally I, I don't want that um i would definitely much rather us have like a triad situation for me personally the triad is the ultimate goal um but I'm, I'm totally open and down for her having either her own relationship that is inclusive of me or it doesn't include me and or you know both of us having like our own thing to ourselves you know and we still are uh, our own unit so it really just depends on what her exploration and her actualization comes to show what she needs i know she has curiosity for a girlfriend and i would love to see her manifest that and find the right woman well sure to swing my way <laughs> uh keaton i'm gonna bring you up now um for those who are uh, just my boy Keaton. <laughs> so real quick, let me just uh, reset the room real quick. Yes, I'm going to reset the room because, again, this is going to be made for podcasts. Um, so I want folks to be speaking one at a time and not over each other because I want yes, the folks of this podcast to later on understand. Keaton, um, baby, do you have a TV on? No, this is just my headphones and it picks up a lot. Okay. 
Well, welcome, welcome, welcome. I'm going to be wrapping up the short, the chat shortly. So we've been talking about, you know, friends being allowed into certain relationships, you know, in your relationships. Do you have a controlled guest list when your partners or partner is involved with you? Well, the thing is, I'm trying to be the partner because unfortunately I have been the odd one out. Um, so, you know, like it has really been opening my mind up into what it is that I want. Um, so I'm definitely um, hoping, you know, being here has also made it easy for me to be very vocal. So, mm-hmm. um, so unfortunately I am, you know, I'm still in a hall with locked doors. Um, because I haven't even been really in a relationship, but I am definitely am uh, hoping that um, you know that there will definitely be opportunities for me to really explore that. Because um, unfortunately, I haven't just as of yet. So if anybody can definitely give me a point, any pointers, or just let me know what to expect, because I'm still. Um, I'm still the one, you know, I'm still one of the people who are literally looking uh, through the looking glass. I love my boy Keaton. I'm going to need to give him like those super ear pod soundproof. <laughs> I love my Keaton. So I'm going to protect this boy at all costs because seriously, I love know. this That's man. That's our boy. That is That's best boy brother right, right there. there. So I love the fact that, you know, Keaton says that, you know, he's as we've been talking about working on himself, you know, and trying to help and find ways to navigate to, you know, open up and be that partner for his partner. I absolutely fucking love that because again, I feel folks, you know, just jump in. And I said it before we bring that extra trauma, that baggage from our previous relationships or in Keaton's favor, you know, he hasn't had that meaningful connection just yet. So it's like, he's got to work on himself first in order to find the love and loving himself and to open up that love. And I feel that there are folks out there who prey on people for relationships that know damn well that they got to work on themselves, but they, they give them this like, oh, I'll, you know, I'll coach you into love. Like, I will help you bring that out, but only to control the situation they know and see fit, if that makes sense. No, I agree. And I've uh, on other podcast platforms, I described this as there are three types of people in the world when it comes to relationships, people that are playing the game. I'll bring you back. up. Yeah, I'll bring them back up. Uh, People that are playing the game. uh, Those are people that are usually trying to get over on people speaking more so to what you were just saying. Right. Uh, Sapphire more so, you know, they're trying to manipulate. They're trying to prey upon people, people that are addicted to not being alone. So they cannot be single for too long. They're always jumping in and out of relationships because Mm -hmm. they have a fear of being by themselves. And then you have the people that are trying to build a strong solid relationship and you know they they try to go about things a either traditional or somewhat conventional type of way but when you put all three of these groups into this dating pool there's always the wrong mix and match so i might be looking for a serious relationship and you might be looking for your next relationship victim right so we're never really going to get anywhere but the hard part about that is like you said these people start there are predators everywhere that you go. There are people that prey on relationships because they want a long-term toxic relationship. So you just have to be mindful about who you are 
involving yourself with like I, I read up on the description looking out for the red flags and adhering to them if there's a red flag why are you not addressing it that in part. that current moment in time that part all right let's bring Keaton back hello boo hello hello and this is another thing is because like I'm trying to look at it as more as a uh, than not I just don't want it to be like a sexual experience because um, if you know me, you know, I, I don't look at sex as like a, a, a drive-through experience, you know, <laughs> I, I, I definitely want it to be like a, 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 a nice dinner, um, and, and to break it down for the people who don't understand where I'm coming from, you know, I, I, I just don't, I'm just not going to look for you for like a good, you know, I, it's not a roller coaster, so you're not just going to be here, you know, to reach the peak and then fall and and then you know hit the door. It's like no, you're 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 definitely gonna be here overnight or at least a good while. <laughs> um, and you know I I, I really want to enjoy the people that I'm with. You're not looking so. for the sexcation. You're looking for you know the real connection. It's not about sexcation. It's about true meaningful connection, a connection and, and, and passion. And it's not just that. It's just because. And this is more of a societal thing than it is a personal thing because, you know, unfortunately, there's not been many examples of men just enjoying men. I mean, I know this has been on television or whatever like that, but but it's still it's it's still a seesaw battle compared to women to where it's very accessible and when when women do it, but when men do it, it's like you know sometimes it's sweet, sometimes it's sour. Uh, and the sour is not a good thing. Absolutely so, not. Uh, so I really want. So I really want it to be to the point to where even if I still have to fight society because it's quote unquote disgusting and not normal, that's I shouldn't let that. Uh, I shouldn't let that uh, discourage me because you know for me I know what I'm comfortable with. If I know men make me happy. And I should have the right to uh, to enjoy that. Just like if, if I sat here and said I would just want to enjoy, you know, vagina all day, whatever like that. I mean, hell, I mean, I can stand an ovation for that. So why can't stand an ovation for me wanting to be with a room full of penis? That part. You know what? I think I could close off on that one because honestly, again, um, I'm going to drop you guys down real quick. No um, thank you for having me. Of course, of course. Keaton, thank you. Thank you, Dom. Scarlett. And everybody who's been listening. But seriously, it's like if you can't be your true self, if you can't, you know, get past the whole taboo, you know, Keaton saying, you know, men just wanting to love up on another man. Like if we can't accept that, you know, what can we accept when it comes to our relationships, regardless of who we're dating and how we're dating? You know, if we can't accept ourselves and we can't accept the other person that we might be interested in, then what the fuck are we doing? What the fuck are we truly doing? So with that said, I want to say, Monsters, thank you so, so, so much for joining me on this lovely Sunday afternoon for this chat. There will be more. I'm, you know, I'm popping up when I can. Um, if you want to stay connected, of course, you can find me at Ms. Radio Sapphire on Instagram at Sapphire's Earplay. That's M-S-R-A-D-I-O-S-A-P-P-H-I-R-E-S-A-P-P-H-I-R-E-S-E-A-R-P-L-A-Y. Woo, I had a brain fart on Instagram. So Sapphire's Earplay, 
uh, Ms. Radio Sapphire on Instagram. Or, of course, you can connect with me on my website, which is also in the bio of the Moan Chat, which is MsRadioSapphire.com. You can book me for your speaking engagements. You can book me for voiceover work. Again, I am in radio. I podcast. I've been doing this shit for 12 plus years. Going into my 13th year, actually, when I look back on it, 13 years in the radio game in all aspects and I will be doing more moan chats so thank you moansters I call y'all the my moansters because you guys are the best and of course my earbuds out there so until next time remember that safe sex is the best hot sex until next time good night that was the show all you sexy motherfuckers out there remember to follow at Ms. Radio Sapphire and Sapphire's Earplay on Instagram want some eargasms of the past and future make sure to follow on Apple Podcasts Anchor Spotify iHeartRadio and all streaming platforms forms.